Welcome. You are listening to a sermon from Christ Chapel Barry. Listen and be blessed. This weekend is the battle for the home. The battle for the home. And Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 8. Genesis 3 verses 1 to 8. The battle for the home. The Bible says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said ye shall not eat of it. Neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, your eyes shall be opened. And you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sealed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. Verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and Eve hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Praise the Lord. Amen. We know that story very well. So before Adam, I mean before Satan came to the scene, the Bible recounts some things in Genesis chapter 2. The Bible tells us in verse 22, verse 22 of Genesis chapter 2. It says, The rib which the Lord God had taken from the man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. The Bible says, God saw that every creature that had life that he created had a partner. But he, he, he realized in verse 18 of Genesis chapter 2 that it is not good that the man should be alone. That he will make and help meet for him. And the help meet he made for the man is who? Is the woman. Now in the place of making that help meet for him, I mean God had a process he went through but the important thing is that when the Lord brought the man, I mean, when the Lord brought the woman unto the man, the Bible says, when Adam saw her, he did what? He recognized her. He recognized her. He said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of the man. And the first battle that men have to fight for the home, or let me say the battle that man, as a generic uh, name now, has to fight for the home, is that battle of recognition. The home is an institution that was created by who? By God. And we always want to know, if you want to know how God, I mean, intended it to work, if anything is wrong uh, concerning what God has made, you go back to the maker. The Lord brought 
the woman he made for Adam unto him. Adam recognized her. And he did what? He accepted her. That's very important. There's the recognition aspect. There's what? When the Lord brings to you the woman he has made for you, and you recognize her, but you refuse to accept her, you are already laying the foundation for problem in the home. When the Lord brings to you, or when the man opens your, when the Lord opens your eyes to the man for whom He created you, to the man He has created for you, and you know, but you refuse to accept Him, and that because He's too tall, or He's too short, or He's not educated enough, or He doesn't have enough money, you know, He's too dark, or He's too light, He looks like an albino. All manner of reasons. Whatever reason you want, you use to reject the man that God has made for you. You are creating a problem. You are starting an unnecessary battle. Lord will fight for us in Jesus' name. Amen. And do you know, brethren, you see, before you get married, you can pray, I want to know your will. Lord, I want to know your will. Lord, I want to know your will. Once you are married, your husband is what? It's God's will. There is no other God's will for your life once you are married. The Bible says, till what? Till what? You cannot be married to a woman and say, you are still looking for God's will. You cannot be married to a woman and be saying, hey, maybe I made a mistake. <laughs> All those things should have been sorted out when? Before you got married. The Lord brought the woman unto Adam. He saw her and he did what? He recognized her. He recognized her and he did what? He accepted her. That was the beginning of peace. See, there are a number of places there that problems could have erupted. And those are areas in our lives today where battles are being, are, are, are being fought in the home. In the home. It could be, you know, like in, in his own case, it was God that brought Eve unto him. It could be that you have made up your mind that no, I don't want God to choose for me. I want to do what? I want to choose for God. I want to choose and say, God, this is the woman, you must accept her. Oh, brethren, like I've, I've said it here many times, we do many foolish things when we want to get married. You see somebody and say, oh, like I've shared the story of the lady I wanted to get married to. People saw us and said, oh, this is a couple made in heaven. I mean, in every area, we were like a match. I don't know if I still have any, picture, any of the pictures we took in those days. When I was in the university. I don't know if I have any of them. <laughs> but then, I was a child of God. And I told the sister one thing. I said, the only reason we will not get married is if the Lord says no. Lo and behold, the Lord said no. And once the Lord said no, and I knew the Lord had said no. There was no going back. And I thank God I did not make a mistake. And I pray for our unmarried brethren here. Yeah? You will not make a mistake. Amen. I say you will not make a mistake. Amen. You will not carry another man's bone in Jesus' name. Amen. You will not carry another man's flesh in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm so that woman and I accepted her. And he received her. Very important. Now that passage, when you look at it, the Bible says, Adam and his wife. In Genesis 
chapter 2, verse 24. He said, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. The Bible says, Therefore shall what? Shall what? Does it say a boy? Does it say a girl? It says a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife. Part of the battle that we are fighting in the homes today is that boys and girls are getting married. Boys and girls are getting themselves involved in the things of, that, are, that is meant for what? Man and woman. And that creates problems. That creates problem. A man shall live. Because when it is now a boy and not a man, he finds it difficult to do what? To live. Everything the boy has gone to, mama, to, to his mother. When it is now a boy and a girl, the woman finds it difficult to cleave to her husband. Every small thing, she has gone to daddy. Daddy, do you see what he did yesterday? And daddy said, how can he be doing that to my, to my daughter? When the source of prayer becomes a source of conflict. Those who should bless us, I mean, begin to work to undermine the home. A man shall leave his father and his mother and cleave unto his wife. Marriage is for men and women. There is a preparedness necessary for you to graduate into that institution. I believe we all know that. And we have been taught in our Sunday school severally that age is not a determinant of maturity. True or false? Some people are 40 years old and uh, if they were to be subject to that examination, they will fail. The man shall cleave to his wife. Very important. Our men must love, I mean, must learn to take their place in the home. Look for a man near you and say, take your place in your home. It's very important. The man must learn to take his place in the home. Uh, there was one funny uh, picture, one funny thing I saw, uh, I don't know, maybe somebody sent it to one of our WhatsApp group. When the, the, the man and the, I mean, the man was the driver. His wife and his mother were now fighting for who should sit in the front seat. I mean, I was, I've seen it. <laughs> and the man went and stood and was watching them. Maybe that's uh, something we should have uh, discussed in yesterday's uh, uh, program. But let's clap for the organizers of yesterday's program. It was a wonderful program. And I know next one will be better in Jesus' name. If you were the person in that situation, my, my brother, what are you going to do? What will you tell the... What, 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 what are you going to tell your mom? What are you going to tell your wife? If the woman insists that, no, I'm, I don't know what is so important in uh, sitting in front or maybe sitting... Many a times I go to minister in, in churches and I travel. They tell me to sit at the back. I sit beside the driver. I don't know. For some people, it means a lot. <laughs> it does. But if it means so much to your wife, and you say she wants to sit beside you, Grandma, what are you going to do? You say me, I gave back to this boy. I brought him up to this moment. I go and sit in your husband's car. 
man shall do what? Leave his father and his mother. And do what? If the place for your wife is to sit in front of the car beside you, then so be it. If it means anything to them. Amen? Like somebody said, he said, maybe the, woman, the, wife, the wife should drive and grand, the, the mother should sit beside her. And the mother should go and sit at the back. That one too will work. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But the key thing is, the man does what? Leave. Brethren, one of the problems we have is about parents who are interfering in their fears of their children, in the homes of their children. This one doesn't know how to cook for my son. You didn't know that before they got married. Whatever your wife cook, cooks is what? It's what you eat. If you go and visit your mom, she can cook whatever she wants. But in, your, in that house, in that home, in my home, my wife owns who, what? The kitchen. It's not my mother. Is somebody listening to me this morning? Or this afternoon, whatever it is. In your home, the kitchen belongs to your wife. In fact, the woman, I mean, the place of honor to, that will put her parents, the woman will prepare food for who? Exactly. But when, when we have parents that want to interfere in the homes of their children, the mother will go and be saying, I'll cook for my son. You've already cooked for him before he got married. You see, that's why we said age is not what the determinant of marriage. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Yeah. I know we don't, we don't, have, we don't have much time. I, I mean, our time is fast spent. But it's very important that uh, who is disturbing the home from that? I mean, <laughs> you are disturbing us. Amen. It's it's very, very important. Leave and cleave. Because if you don't leave and cleave, you cannot form one flesh. And brethren, unity is important in the home. That's why many of us don't pray together. Is that not so? Oh, there are times I tell my wife, let us pray, and she says, I won't pray with you. I'm angry with you. <laughs> I'm angry with you, I won't pray with you. So we have to resolve whatever it is that she's angry about so that we can do what? Oh, of course, I have two options. I can say you are angry. That's your problem. And then we won't pray. But <laughs> when the attack comes, who will bear it? It's not both of us. It's me. I know that in my position, I am open to attacks. And I, in order to ensure that the attacks do not strike, I've got to be united with my wife. So if I now create uh, a gap, and then that's what the Bible says: your adversary, the devil, does what? He's going about looking for whom he will destroy. He will not find you in Jesus' name. When you don't agree, when you don't cleave, so that you can pray together, you already created a crater for the devil to come in. You know, our elders say, if the wall does not open, what happens? The lizard cannot come in. Many of us have allowed lizard, not, only, not just lizard, alligator, the big one. We have allowed them to come in to cracks in our homes. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. 
And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 25, it says they were both naked, the man and his wife, and what? They were not ashamed. Brethren, there's no secret in marriage. Tell somebody there's no secret in marriage. You can surprise your wife with gifts and all that, but <laughs> to you have an account your wife is not aware of, you are undermining the foundation of that home. I think I've, I've shared this with us before. I knew of somebody when, when I was growing up. No, not when I was growing up. I was working in Lagos, one of my neighbors. This woman was building a house. Her husband was not aware. Yeah, she built that house. The husband did not know. Is that a home? And some of us can do it. Some of us are sitting down here. In fact, we are planning to do it. Tell somebody, don't do it. <laughs> tell, some, tell your neighbor, don't do it. <laughs> husband and wife are in the home. The woman is building a house in Ugwashuku. And the husband does not know. And we say we are praying together. No wonder we cannot pray together. You know that once at times my children will do some things, my wife doesn't know what they have done, but she will just say something is wrong. So one of you has done something. And until we find out what it is, the Bible says there's no peace for what? She doesn't know what it is, but she just knows that something is wrong. In like manner, when we go into situations like that, we create a permanent problem in our relationship. We're already creating a fissure that makes it impossible to cleave. There's no unity in the home. The Bible says, when two or three are gathered in my name, there I am. And I've always emphasized that the first two are what? Husband and wife. We are created for unity in the home so that we can build together. What do they call that? In, uh, there's uh, exponential something and what's the other one in mathematics? There's geometric. Which one? <laughs> so one plus one is two. That's what? Arithmetic. When one plus one it becomes uh, five, that's what? That's what marriage is. Marriage is so that I bring my own limitations, you bring your own limitations, we come together and we enable each other. Why you could have achieved three and I could have achieved four, the two of us come together and we achieve 20. That's God's desire. That's why he says where two or three are, where husband and wife are, I am there in there. There is no shame in marriage, brethren. There is no secret in marriage between husband and wife. It's not right. If that's the foundation we have built for our homes, that is what is creating the battles that we are fighting. And until we make it right, we cannot win that battle. The Bible says there is a way that does what? It says, but the end thereof is what? It seems right. It's logical. Say, ah, Pastor, you don't know my wife. I don't know your wife. But God knows her. And my wife has told me many times that you don't know me. So if you tell me I don't know your wife, you are not telling me anything new. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> God knows her. There are many things you can never do 
If God does not help you, is that not so? Tell your neighbor, allow God to help you. If I'm sincere with you, if I'm open to you, if I'm living with you with a clean heart, no matter how much you want to destroy me, you won't succeed. Do you realize that? All this, uh, I'm trying to protect myself too. I'm trying to... Uh, <laughs> the wise man is the man that has built on what? On the, on the rock. On The foolish man has built on what? And the two houses look beautiful. Oh. In fact, the house built on sand looks more beautiful. But we'll just wait for the storm and see which one will collapse first. The one built on the rock will not fail. And the principles we are discussing today are the principles that will make your home to stand. They are the principles that will ensure that God will be proud of you. They are the principles that will ensure that you build a home that will last for generations. Wherever there's a lack of unity in the home, the devil explores it. That's what happened with Adam and Eve. That's why the devil could come to Sister Eve and began to talk to her. And he began to ask her questions that she didn't have adequate knowledge about. And the simplest thing she could have done is to say, I don't know, my book called said that your husband was there or not, I don't know. Me, I, what I know is what the Bible says. My husband is not here. When he comes, do what? Come and talk to him. Come. When God spoke, I was not even there. It's when God gave the instruction. When he comes, come on. The devil knew that he could not stand before Adam. He went to Adam through Eve. There are a lot of things we can bring out from that. We don't have the time. But the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I'm going to stop there. Unity in the home is very important. The battle for the home is half won if we are united. The battle for the home is half won if we are in agreement. The battle for the home is half won. If we make up our mind that this home we are building or this home we have built will be a home that God can, that God is proud of. Do you want to make God proud? Somebody is not sure. Do you want to make God proud? Go back to God and talk to him. He knows what you don't know. You know what the Bible says? The heart of kings and princes, they are in whose hands? They are in God's hands. He's the one that will change a stony heart into what? And he can change a heart of flesh to what? To a stony heart. Is that not what he did to Pharaoh? He said, this one, no matter what you do, I will destroy you. God will not destroy you. He told Pharaoh, I will destroy you. And he did destroy him or not? Um, historians say that what Egypt lost when Israel left Egypt, that until today, Egypt has not regained it. The Bible says they plundered them. You will plunder your enemy. Amen. Nobody will plunder you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go before the Lord. Let's go before the Lord. Let's go before, I mean, it's a topic we cannot exhaust in one day, but let's just commit ourselves into the hands of it. Commit our homes into his hands. Let's tell the Lord, I want to build a home that you will be proud of. I want a foundation that you can, you can look at me and say, ah, my, my daughter, my son, you have done the best. 
Oh, brethren, you know. Especially this area of secrets. You know what you are hiding from your wife. You know what you are hiding from your husband. There's a need for you to come together that the purpose of God for your life might come to pass. For as long as you continue to hold back, <laughs> I'm sure if you don't know any other thing, you know that you cannot be wiser than God. And he's there to attend to that situation. Talk to him. He's your father. He loves you. He said, I know the thoughts I have towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. He has wonderful thoughts towards you. But unless you allow him to, unless you allow him to, he doesn't force himself on anyone. Father, we thank you. We lift your name on high. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Lord, is anyone crying unto you here today saying, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, I want to make things right. The grace to make things right. Father, you will grant unto them in the name of Jesus. Amen. The grace to follow, to be obedient to your voice. Grant unto them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, glorify your name and put the devil to shame. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord. For we have prayed in Jesus' name. Before I round up, maybe there's anyone in the house or online who is not born again. If you are not born again, all we are saying is impossible. You can't do it. You take any step when your life is not given to God. In fact, the man will chase you away with the matchet. Or it could be the other way around. The woman will call the police for you. You need to give your life to Christ. That's the foundation. That's the starting point. We can't take things for granted. If you are listening or you are home, you are not born again, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come before you this day. I yield my life unto you. Come into my life. Come in today. Come in to stay. Come into my home. Teach me what to do and show me the way forward. Take all the glory. Let all the blessings be mine. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to our sermon here on Christ Chapel TV. Tune in next time for the next sermon. God bless you.